Welcome to the Becoming More Significant podcast. And this is all about helping you to become more visible, more credible, and ultimately more profitable by becoming more significant. And you have a smorgasbord of offerings to tap into. So over 50 wonderful podcast conversations with incredibly inspiring guests, each of whom are being truly significant in the world. And they're sharing wisdom and insights that helps them to continually have an ongoing impact in the world by being ever more significant. Then I have 10 Wisdom and Insights episodes where I have captured the golden nuggets from those conversations. And in each Wisdom and Insights episode, I share from either five or six episodes, the key learnings, the insights, and the practical actions that we can all take right now to become more significant in the world. And then my third offering is some snapshots of the learning that I have been doing over the last few years. I am a learning junkie. I'm constantly keyed into audiobooks, to podcasts, to TED Talks, to online courses, to mentoring. And I'm learning so much all the time that I'm sharing with my clients. And so I want to do that through the podcast platform as well. So I will be putting together very short, probably 15, 20 minute sessions on key learnings and again, key actions that can help us all to become more focused, tap into more of our potential and make a real and lasting difference in the world. So lots to choose from. And thank you so many of you for supporting the podcast over the last couple of years. It's been great to have you on board. And long may you continue to tap into the wisdom and gems of the Becoming More Significant podcast. Wherever you are today, I hope you're shining brightly. Have a great day. So I am absolutely delighted to be welcoming my guest today. And I thought I'd only known him for about three years, but he tells me we met back in 2014. My goodness, how does time fly? Anyway, my guest today is the um, unbelievable Tony J. Salimi. Welcome, Tony. Thank you so much for this privilege to be of service to you and through you to all of your listeners around the world. Thank you, Tony. And, you know, lots of people have heard of you and know of your work, but I know there'll be listeners today who haven't heard about you ever. So could you just tell them a little bit about you and a bit about your background up to, you know, not everything you're doing up today, but just a little bit of a flavour of who you are? Well, I started from very humble beginnings and uh, I've had as many teachers and leaders out there in the world many different adversities that almost um, killed me. And it took me to places such as child abuse, uh, being bullied at schools. The worst part was being a civil war um, that I was conscripted by the former Yugoslav army to fight a war that deep down I despised. And 
damaged me mentally, emotionally, physically in every sense, which then led for my life to be saved and ended up homeless on the streets of London. This was my life up to 1990. And my 20th birthday, I actually celebrated homeless with uh, a slice of bread and water. So fast forward, today I travel the world globally as a cognition expert and business consultant specializing in human behavior, emotional intelligence, and leadership development. Wow, that's some transition, Tony. So taking, taking you back to that time in 1990 when you were homeless, how did you get out of that situation? Because that's a pretty desperate place to be at such a young age with all that background of abuse and war and everything else. How did you get yourself out of there? Well, there are so many factors uh, that helps a homeless person or, in fact, destroys them. Because um, many people um, who have experienced homelessness, if they had some form of background of parenting values and had some form of sense of normality, you can anchor back to it. And also your belief in higher power, in God, in faith, in something inside of you that truly wants to fight for, whether it's justice, whether it's equality, whether it's saving life, whether it's saving children from civil war, that was the case with myself. There's something inside of us that basically, if you listen to it, it can really start becoming that end, the light at the end of the tunnel for you to be able to almost like hold on to when darkness uh, encapsulates your entire being, especially for somebody like me, 19-year-old teenager who lost family and friends in civil war, and then suddenly I find myself in this huge city of London without speaking English, uh, without having friends, without having family, without even knowing there was a support for um, children who come from war zones. Mm. So it was extremely a difficult moment in my life, but also it was a defining moment in my life where I felt called to do bigger things so other people don't have to go through the journey I went through. And so practically speaking, how did you manage to get yourself off the streets into work and then and then buying your own home? I mean, that's quite a transition from the streets of London to buying your own home. Well, I am fortunate because I grew up in that entrepreneurial spirit, uh, meaning I grew up in a farm. So in our culture back then, um, every child contributes towards the family work. So I started working in my parents' restaurants and business from the age of six and seven. So, you know, I used to sell farm produce in the local gypsy community in the rest of the community where I used to live. In the restaurants during the summer Uh, times when our school breaks were, my parents taught me to cook. And also at the same time, I had to go on the streets and sell different products from the restaurant. So for me, uh, you know, surviving, uh, it's something that I learned from a very young age. Mm -hmm. So being homeless on the streets of London is basically I will find anything that I thought I could do and and, an income. It started by simply picking up rubbish in every street I was walking and people start noticing that. And then it started by cleaning up the, I would say the gardens of the street where I used to uh, uh, sleep rough. And then I would go in front of um, supermarkets and other shops and carry people's bags without ever asking for money. 
but they would actually be kind to simply give me money. Mm. And then I started my first job. Then I basically got three other jobs. And for the next 10 years, I never had a day off from working. And then I used that money to educate myself and to go to put myself through one of the top universities in the UK, University College London, and fulfill my childhood dream, which was to become an engineer and also to go out there in the world and one day become the CIO of a big company where I make a big impact. That's just remarkable. I mean, that determination must have been so strong in you to go from that background to to where you went there with your own home, but didn't stop there, did it, Tony? You no, kept I mean, growing, just... you kept changing. <laughs> what happened after that? Well, basically, I mean, going back about determination, uh, you know, my uh, my inspiration was my parents, if I'm really honest about it, because my parents did similar thing when they got married after the single, Second World War. So after basically I got myself a degree and um, I started working for both public and private sector companies in technology, for the next 15 years, I really sort of focused to build my career in the business world. And also within those 15 years, I invested a lot of money, time and energy to really um, change and heal all of those wounded parts within myself. So I was always extremely, uh, I would say, curious uh, about healing. And so that took me into um, learning and mastering a lot of the different forms of healing arts that mostly the Eastern world practices, such as Reiki, such as body mirror system of healing, such as Hands of Lights by Barbara Brennan, such as many other scientific forms of healings as well. And uh, learning about Yoda, learning about the different Eastern philosophies and the art of healing. Mm. At the same time, being drawn into science, maths, physics, astronomy, uh, astrology, being drawn into Tony Robbins and all the amazing teachers about personal development and self-mastery. So throughout my 15 years of career in technology, not only I achieved those um, career goals, but also it made me a better manager, a better leader, and also this calling to go out there and help more people kept strengthening. And then there was this uh, division in myself, the corporate person and the healing person in me. Mm. So I felt like both were competing for energy inside of me. And I was finding it very difficult. What can I do to really combine the healer in me, the helper in me, the scientist in me, the technologist in me, the business person in me? And this is where uh, I say the another defining moment in my life became 2009 and 2008 during the last financial crisis where I was made redundant and suddenly I, I faced the prospect of being homeless again. Hmm. And I spent this time to self-reflect and put together all of my knowledge and um, I wanted to write a book. And therefore, I did the uh, KPI program by Daniel Priestley. Yeah. And this is where I said to Daniel, I said, I don't need any of the other modules, but I want to write my book. I want to put together a methodology that can consistently upgrade people's mind because it is the mind that creates the reality. And it is the mind that heals the body. And it is the mind that can really create an inspired destiny for you and by changing our psychology and consistently upgrading our psychology, we can truly maximize our human potential. Wonderfully put. I love that. And 
you obviously got help through the KPI program because you did go on and write your first book, didn't you? And what was that? What was that? Uh, the first book I wrote is um, a path to wisdom. Uh-huh. Tell us path a little bit about that, Tony. What, yes. what's, what's path to wisdom all about? Well, frankly, all of those different uh, stages in my life where I faced the worst adversities, uh, there are so many lessons and learnings. And also all the study that I did, there are so many lessons and learning that I knew in my heart that people would benefit. Mm-hmm. And one, the gap that I saw as an engineer, I always like to upgrade things. I always like to refine things and recreate things. And also like architect, uh, you know, I want to help people be the architect of their minds. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've always been drawn to architecture. And now I realize that basically this is what I'm doing, but I'm doing it in another form, which is architecting people's lives mm-hmm. and organizing their mind in a way that an architect will organize things to create beautiful sculptures and buildings. So basically, path to wisdom, uh, I spent 12 weeks in meditation saying, how do I bring the healer and the scientists, the psychologists and the technologists together? And how can I help people to just like the way for 15 years, I kept upgrading the networks and computers and servers and applications to really achieve so many amazing, great things for companies. How can I do the same thing in the psychology of the people? Because all of those different tools like cognitive behavior therapy, life coaching, NLP, they all had something. But I felt there was something missing that people can have and an all-inclusive method where if they follow daily, they can overcome their uh, life's greatest adversity and bring themselves back into inner equilibrium and in alignment with their psychology in that moment in time. Because our psychology and our beliefs and our values are consistently evolving, but most people still run a caveman psychology. So this is where in 12 weeks, I was basically having so many visions. And in 12 weeks, I wrote down the entire um, method, which is, in fact, it's five pillars, but actually it has 25 principles, which are in alignment with universal laws, uh, quantum physics, and spiritual laws. Gosh. And those are the three things that every human being, if they follow those steps, they can consistently work on a path and being able to become masters of their own destinies. Mm. That's what gave birth to TGSE method ALARM. And ALARM is the acronym, which is like, when you acknowledge love, you achieve results, and you activate the miracles of life. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, just talk me through that 12 weeks of meditation. What, what, what was that like? That's a long time to be in meditation. And did the, did the book just come through you then during that period of time? Well, basically, when I wrote the book uh, during this period of time, like meditation was introduced to me from a very young age, because I'm not sure if you know, but at the age of nine, I almost lost my life. And therefore, I was in a, um, a life support machine for two years and with my mother being by my bedside. Mm. This is when the first time uh, I started having OBEs which is out-of-body experiences, which back then most people did not know the science behind that. But my grandfather was the person who actually uh, would understand what I would say to him. So basically, at moments when I used to be out of the life support machine, I would tell my mother and the doctors which patient would die. And they could not understand how I'm capable to know when those patients are in a different ward, in a different building within the hospital. 
And uh, also my uh, part of my healing process back then, my parents took me to a healer who basically told my parents, I'm going to be a grandmaster healer, even from birth, when he happened to be at the night of when my mother gave birth in our house. And my mom was giving um, food to all the workers in, in, in the fields. And basically, when I was born, apparently, he lifted me up and he said, he's going to be a grand he grandmaster healer, travel around the world, he'll make a huge impact. But when mm -hmm. I almost died, my parents took me back to him and said, well, your predictions are wrong. Apparently, this is a story from my parents and my sisters. He laughed and he said, oh, this is just a test for him. So my curiosity about healing started from those moments when I spent time with this healer at the age of nine, when he started teaching me different forms of healing. And when I started experiencing within myself how my body started healing with somebody who has no science, no medical degree, uh, no much knowledge back then. We didn't have the internet as we have uh, today. And I went from uh, being terminally ill to actually perfect health. So this science and healing for me started back then. So when I did the meditation for 12 weeks, I suddenly went, uh, I've never meditated eight hours. So I pushed myself eight hours a day into meditation. And the first few um, days, it was extremely difficult because the body, it's used to be fidgety. Mm. It cannot be still. And most people, the mind is like uh, this uncontrollable river that basically takes you from one thought to another to another, mm. meaning distracting you from the true power you have within. Because if you are not ready to channel the power, it can destroy you. But if you can channel the power in a way that is of greater service to humanity, it can elevate you to the levels I see myself today I've achieved and I continue to grow. So basically the method was inspired through those processes. How do we as human beings channel this invisible spirit power within ourselves, which cannot be contained in the physical body? Mm. When it's in this outer space and existence uh, through infinity, but yet we try to contain it with our own ignorance of who we are, what we have to do, and what is our mission, vision, and purpose in life, which continues and evolves. So those 12 weeks, I started seeing all those different spiritual teachers. I started seeing some of like, I saw Christ, I saw uh, Mother Mary, I saw all these amazing, I would say, uh, spirits and entities that through centuries I've learned about, but suddenly they start coming and surrounding me. And then I, I, I saw this moment where the acronym ALARM came from, which is basically my father and with all these spirits. And here I'm levitating, observing them, not them, me. And they're having conversation about me and what I'm here to do. And uh, basically the image came as a call for love. You are here to be a call for love. So I thought the book would be called A Call for Love. So when I opened my eyes through those 12 weeks, I started jotting those downs, everything I was seeing every single day. And then only at the end that it became very clear that my message and everything I do for humanity is to help them to listen to their own call for love from their own spirit to themselves. And when you listen to that call, you start changing your behavior, your psychology, your actions, the things you do in life, uh, potentially even partners, business, career, whatever it might be. And you go back into an alignment with why you are here. Mm. 
So I, I wrote a song that went with Path to Wisdom at my first book launch. And I actually wrote the song called The Call for Love, which it's now also, it's something that I'm going to be recording at some point as anthem for love and peace and for evolution of humanity. So it, the acronym uh, ALARM uh, came from the vision that I saw of this clock uh, that my parents used to have in the restaurants in Bosnia a red clock, the old fashioned clock, mm. that basically when it went the alarm and I saw the vision, a call for love. So meaning alarm, we are this intelligence within us, our body is a very sophisticated alarm, but we stop listening because of the distraction, because of the noise and because of the conditioning all of us uh, have through the environment in which we have been born into. Mm. And the question became, what if I put this into a simplified version for people to follow to really get back into listening to that alarm? Because most people listen to the alarm when it's too late, when they have a cancer, when they become homeless, mm -hmm. when they have a bad relationship, when they get abused, when they lose their job. It does not matter. Uh, the body gives you consistently alarm. Even when we meet people, our intuition uh, if it's strong, not emotions, because most people, um, I would say, confuse emotion with intuition. And they might be emotionally upset and therefore think that person is bad for them. But true intuition can really tell you why this person is in your life. Mm. So I wanted to help people strengthen their intuition, upgrade their psychology, listen to their inner alarms so they don't wait years and months to take action, but they can actually transform their life and create an inspired destiny in the moment. Okay. And bring peace, bring health, and really go out there in the world and serve people in their own way. And it's a fantastic mission. And, you know, one of my questions, Tony, is how are you becoming more significant in the world? But that's pretty obvious with the number of people you're working with. And, you know, how, so how do you do all of that? You know, how do you change the way people think, feel, uh, think about the future, live, bring them greater health, greater relationships. I mean, what you do, it just sounds too good to be true. How do you work with people? Can you explain a little bit more about how you work with people to take them for wherever they are now and all the, the issues and challenges and places where they're stuck in life to leading a much more aligned life, a much more purposeful life? How do you do that? How does it work? Well, when you awaken this kind of wisdom within yourself, it's basically uh, the certainty that you project in a client relationship. It becomes like a light in which they can either be blinded in the moment or they are drawn extremely to it. So the people who get blinded are most likely people who are in, in a state of uh, denial of who they are. They're going through a lot of pain. They cannot see a, a, a way out. But the people who see it as the light that draws them are people who are ready to take the next step. Mm. So for no matter what profession you are, you will have these two people. One who will say no, one who will say yes. And then you have the third kind of people who are in the middle, which means they need some time to trust you if they can go on a journey with you. Mm. So the first journey that happens with me, it starts with a consultation. So in those two-hour consultation, I ask some really powerful question. Why is it they want to invest in their self-mastery. Because basically a lot of people have the assumption that we pay others. No, you don't pay others. You invest in yourself. And it's a different psychology. I talk about it in 
path to wisdom. When you say to somebody, how much do you cost? That's very uh, self-disempowering question. Yes. Okay. So you can straight away by the language, one of the pillars of those principles in Path to Wisdom, I listen very carefully to what the language of this person is in that moment. And because of this wisdom in me, which has 100% certainty, no matter what my clients say, I don't buy it. Because what they're saying is that part of themselves, which is hurt, which is disempowered, which does not see a way out. Mm. And when you keep your light around them and you ask penetrative questions, that's why they, one of the uh, things that they call me is the secret coach. Suddenly, your own being starts to get in touch with that part of yourself, which is unfakeable, which is authentic, which is infinite. So through the process of many consultations, my client starts awakening their DNA, their true greatness that exists in every particle in their being. And the more you integrate that, the more that power from within becomes extremely strong. Therefore, the impact, the service, the significance get, radiates out of them, which then attracts opportunities, attracts amazing clients for the service you have to have, attracts amazing wealth, which we then you can uh, uh, use that wealth to continue to grow yourself, uh, to grow your mission, help people you need to help, and do the things that you want to do. Mm. And also, it makes you extremely influential. And influence and significance can truly help you transform your business, but also transform your worth. Mm. So most people, especially people in the coaching field, in the healing field, this is my observation, uh, um, a lot of them that I've met, they have this tremendous wisdom. But when I start digging in their bank accounts, in their financials, it does not match. So most people live in that psychology, I know, but the reality says you don't. Mm. So I really bring into the awareness to my client those discrepancies between what the true self inside feels and what the reality shows to them. And then we start creating the bridge and we update the psychology, behaviors, uh, values, we realign them, we shift them, and I create a pathway and a plan for them to achieve most amazing life. Wow, it's just so many questions, Tony. I mean, how do you realign somebody's psychology? How do you do that? What, what kind of methodologies? Because I know that you've studied so many different forms of healing. So how do you decide what, what you need in the moment for somebody? What's going to work for that person? Yeah, just explain a little bit more. <laughs> You're quite right. I have studied many different forms, not healing, but also methods out there, including mm. the Demartini method, including Anthony Robbins, including Wayne Dyer, including Jack Canfield, and all these amazing people and teachers out there. But as I mentioned earlier, it's I wanted to create an encompassing method that people can use. Mm. And in the last uh, 10 years, I've only used my methodology. And I've been seeing success over and over and over and over. Occasionally, I use other methods, such as people may ask me specifically to work on a Demartini method, and I can take people through that process. Occasionally, people ask me to do Reiki for them. Occasionally, people say to me, do a hands-on healing. Occasionally, people tell me to do an NLP or hypnotherapy. But that's only occasional things. 
what I see is consistently the processes that I put together, I can take anybody from where they are to where they want to go. The question is whether these people are ready to invest their time, their energy, their money, the focus, and commit to the process. Because some people start the process and they leave it. Now, consistency mm. is key to significance and influence. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you've been doing some great things. You know, you've got a documentary series, you've made film, you're working on another film, you're working on a theatre production. How on earth do you fit all that in, Tony? It's exhausting. Just reading, reading your website and everything you're doing, I'm thinking, there's got to be four Tonys. This can't just be one man achieving all this. How do you do that? <laughs> this is the question I get asked almost in every interview. I'm sure you do, yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that changed for me um, is uh, when I basically channeled this work, uh, my psychology before that and after that totally transformed. Just to give you one example, before that, uh, I used to speak the language of most many healers, therapists, coaches, people in the personal development industry would use such as, oh, uh, if you have some negative clients, uh, it drains your energy. Okay? okay. And having discovered and having channeled this unique work, I could not be more wrong. That realization on its own transformed my entire work. Meaning, no matter who I work today, my inner state does not, will not change or is dictated by an outer reality. So therefore, other people, I don't use anymore the language of saying, oh, this person drained my energy or this person is an energy vampire. Or, this person is like this. It's, this is when I talk about in The Unpakeable Code, my upcoming book to be published now in February, which is about truly how do you take back control? And what I mean by that, it's not really political that most people think about what happened during the leave referendum. It's truly taking back control of who you are. And that infinite part of you that basically no outer voice can actually silence your true authentic voice. Okay. And when you are in that alignment, you never feel you need time off. But you want to uh, teach that uniqueness that you've discovered within yourself to as many people as possible. Just the way parents teach all of their skills to their children, a great educator, mentor, leader, teacher would use everything they know to enable, empower, and elevate others. And when you're in alignment with that, you really are fully inspired from within and you don't need an external motivation to get up and do things. So even to date, a practice that started when I was in the army, when I used to sleep two to four hours a day, I still practice today, meaning I sleep about four hours. Okay. okay. And my energy is the same as you see right now. Whether I'm teaching for 10 hours in my vital planning uh, uh, retreat or whether I'm consulting, coaching, interviewing, or I'm with my partner or family, I'm the same. So meaning my internalized energy system is pretty much in equilibrium. Of course, there'll be moments that fluctuates, but I can regulate it straight away by using my own method and the principles I teach globally. That's quite extraordinary, Tony, because, um, you know, funnily enough, I was having this discussion with people in a masterclass this morning that I was running about protecting yourself from the energy of people that drain it. So you've obviously found a really good way of doing that then. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say protecting. I don't use that language anymore. I used yeah. to. Yeah. 
basically protecting means you're not good enough. Okay. And it's a good alarm to listen to and saying, why do I need to protect myself? You know, mm. ha having that self-awareness when you start saying to yourself, okay, well, if you truly believe you are this infinite being and you truly believe light disperses any darkness, why do I need protection? It's a mindset shift then. Absolutely. That very mm. much can actually, not just mindset shift, it's actually for people who may be listening to this um, um, interview, it's uh, especially those who don't know science, I would just give them a uh, great metaphor to understand what I've just explained to you. Meaning, let's say we have um, a ball of light here and we have ball of darkness in here. Yeah. And what happens if I bring darkness to the light? It illuminates. Yeah, yeah. Light does not have to change, does not have to judge the darkness, neither does the darkness. So when you think like that and you start implementing that throughout your entire being, you no longer see other people who may not know what you know as somebody who drains your energy or somebody who agrees or disagrees with you. You just observe them with uh, equanimity and uh, observation, which is through objectivity, which means you observe them with your heart, not with your mind. And now you have got a big mission. I know that you want to transform one billion lives. How does one even begin on that mission? Well, I think that mission for most of us starts when we were born and uh, depend whether that mission is important to you as an individual, because everybody has a different mission and everybody has something very different that they value and they hold very close to their heart. So for me, that mission started as a child when I observed all this inequality, when I observed my mother being physically abused, my sister being physically abused when uh, my parents fought with the environment and with the people around us for uh, you know, bringing equality, gender equality, and actually using education as an enabling tool for their children, which also inspired me from a very young age to originally uh, study the laws of the universe, study science, study maths, and study biology, uh, uh, study computer technology, and continue to study in a, in a sense to bring awareness into one billion people so this mission for me it started when i was very young when i saw all of those inequalities where people um you know some people who are black who are white who are asians who are gay who are straight who are one nationality another nationality and suddenly you have all these divisions in society that really um uh stops people from seeing who they are mm. and then they instill this polarization which in the last five years has become uh, I would say, the dividing factor amongst nations, amongst people, amongst families. And, you know, at what point we as humankind, we see the fallacy of division, of hatred, of treating men differently from women, of treating children from certain society, of uh, treating religion as a way to divide each other. At what point we as human people going to transcend that? Mm. So that was for me also the especially coming from a family which mixture of nationalities and creeds and religions, uh, you know, I never felt I belonged to either of them. I respected all of them. I learned about all of them and I studied comparative religions, but I believe there's oneness in all of that. Mm. And now that is projected through my work because I work with people from all backgrounds. So I can connect with people from all religions, all backgrounds and do the same work without them feeling that I might have a bias towards something. 
And of course, biases uh, how our minds work. We all have them to a certain extent. But self-reflection is what makes a difference. When we self-reflect, when we say something, surely I've said many things that uh, um, in any moment in time that might challenge me. But the difference about us, we, especially people, we devote our lives to help other people. It's we use self-reflection to grow to the next level of awareness. So globally, there is this global need. And with that global need also comes global in individuals who are called to fulfill that need. And you might fulfill that need in your family, in your local community. You might feel that need in your, um, I would say, in the business. You might feel that need in the government. You might feel that need in, in the country you live in. As you evolve as an individual, as you evolve your credibility, as you evolve your knowledge and your awareness, you then become a leader who fulfill needs on a global level. Mm. And this has been what transformed in my life that now I work at a global level. And I work with people who are called to get there, who wants to make a global impact with their own unique vision, mission, purpose, product and service. Amazing, Tony. Now, you've got several things coming up, haven't you? One of them is a new book that is out next month. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So The Unfakeable Code was the natural progression of my other books, which is Path to Wisdom, Hashtag Loneliness. Then I co-authored the book with Andrew Priestley, the um, um, Fit for Purpose Leadership book number three. And The Unfakeable Code, it's basically was written through lockdown in 2020. Okay. And basically, knowing what happened globally, knowing the uncertainty it created, I felt the need to uh, create a book that can help people through COVID and post-COVID um, almost like rejuvenate themselves, uh, give a rise to the phoenix from the ashes, because the ashes of COVID, it will be years that will be left behind. Mm. And there'll be so many more people unemployed. And the true, I would say, um, impact, global impact, we're going to only be start seeing in a couple of years down the line, where a lot of people do the rise in digital transformation, artificial intelligence, and now many companies realizing that things can be done differently and governments and stuff like that, a lot of people will end up unemployed without a clear pathways how to get back themselves into service, into self-governance. Mm. So a lot of people are doubting themselves. A lot of people align now those, I would say, those disempowered states to make judgments and decisions about their next steps. So the Unfakeable Code is about empowering the authenticity in the person, in the leader, in the educator, in the business owner, in the parent and, and in the child. Because from that authenticity, you will start to listening to what is authentically you without the mask we put on every time we go on TV, every time we meet a person, when we go on an interview, when we go on a date, when we meet somebody we want something from. And I'm giving them a method, a unique method, but also I put down um, the principles which now I've trademarked globally, uh, uh, behavioral change principles. This is something very different to cognitive behavior therapy. This is about full transformation within the self. How do you change the behaviors, step-by-step -step guide to bring yourself back into authentic living, leading, loving, learning? Wow, sounds amazing. And yeah, I know it's out in February, but is it going to be early February or later in the month? Do you know? It will be around mid-February. Okay. 
That's certainly one to look out for. Um, and you've got a you've got some film work on the go, haven't you? Yes, basically, I've been approached by two, uh, few film productions to turn the unthinkable code into a documentary and film, but also to basically uh, my vital planning retreat, which is five or ten days retreats, which I take people through fully customized transformation uh, uh, in alignment with the need my client has. And uh, to take that and potentially apply it to five couples who went through divorce during the COVID time and transform their lives and transform their children's lives. Not much of a challenge then, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a transformational challenge, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, brilliant. And what comes through all the time, Tony, is that you don't let fear stop you doing anything. You you rise above it, don't you? you? You set your mind at something and you just do it. You see possibility in everything. It's absolutely extraordinary to, to look at your life from where you were in Macedonia, uh, you know, abused as a child, almost at death's door, to now traveling the world, healing people and really transforming lives. I mean, you must just wake up every day and, and, and welcome a new day and think, wow. <laughs> That's true. But also I wake up with saying thank you and I love you, God. And thank you. I love you, me. And thank you. I love humanity. Mm. Tony, I know that lots of people will want to get in touch with you. So what's what's the best way of finding out more about what you're doing and tapping into some of the work that you're offering? Uh, they can go to my website, which is TonySelimi.com. You can write it down somewhere. It's T-O-N-Y-S-E-L-I-M-I.com. And in there, they can read more about me. They can read what the work I've done, the processes. They can book a consultation. Uh, uh, they can download a free chapter of my books as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The website and the brand will be redesigned by end of this year because there's a lot of new work since I launched my existing books. And there'll be more digital courses that are coming about. And also, I'll be creating uh, also a fashion brand. Oh my goodness. Oh, he just slips that in at the end. <laughs> so we're but going down to two hours sleep now, are we? <laughs> yeah. So they can connect with me via social media. Uh, all the links to my social medias, to my books are on my website. Amazing. Okay. Gosh. We'll have to talk again, Tony. There's an awful lot there we didn't get round to. So I always like to leave the listeners with one last thought. So could you share just a thought and insight, something you'd like to leave with them, Tony? I would uh, leave the listeners with one quote for them to embody and remember. Do not let the judgments of the past dictate the love that radiates from your heart. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Becoming More Significant podcast. And I really hope that you've taken away some practical steps to take right now to help you unlock more of that hidden potential that we are all only scratching the surface of. If you would like to discuss how I might be able to support you in your journey into greater significance, please get in touch. It's calendly.com forward slash Sylvia Baldock for a no obligation free initial coaching call to find out how together we can make sure that the coming weeks and months are your most significant ever. Take care.